0: Thanks to Zapier for supporting MarketFoolery. Zapier is the easiest way to automate your work. It connects all your business software and handles work for you, so you can focus on the things that matter most. Try Zapier free by going to our special link: Zapier.com/Fool. It's Thursday, September 26th. Welcome to Market MarketFoolery. I'm Matt Greer, and I am joined in studio by Motley Fool analysts Andy Cross and Emily Flippin. How are we doing? Hey! Doing great! Good. Well, we've got lots to talk about. All of this is playing out against a backdrop of impeachment and inquiry hearings on Capitol Hill. Mm. And the good news is that we're not going there, because oh, we are not a political show. So, if you're looking for your political news, plenty of other outlets. Not us. Not us. We're going to keep our focus on business and investing. And along those lines, we've got some big stories. The Jewel CEO is out. The Altria Philip Morris reunification is off. And it is on for Beyond Meat and McDonald's Mm -hmm. doing a little experiment with a Beyond Meat burger, the PLT. You'll just have to listen if you want to know (laughs) what the P stands for. Emily you're making a you're making an expression. You don't like the name PLT. I hate the name yeah, PLT. Bad name.
1: Mostly because I know I like the the concept obviously playing off yes. of the BLT. Uh but the P stands for plant. Oh, you just gave it away. I know. The idea of being a plant lettuce tomato makes it sound like lettuce and tomato aren't plants, right? Yeah, it, it begs does. the question of, what else is in your burger?
0: That's true. That's, That's true. a good question. That's what true. else is in that burger? We'll That's talk true. about that. I hadn't even thought of that. I almost feel bad for the lettuce and tomato now. It's like, <laughs> exactly. what are we? They
2: already get second like fiddle right, <laughs> in the sandwich,
0: and now it's just like, it's worse. Okay, well, well, we will get to that. But let's begin with the Peloton IPO, Peloton making its Wall Street debut. Now, Peloton is a digital fitness company. And what that means, Andy, is they sell the equipment like stationary bikes and treadmills, and they also sell subscriptions to mm-hmm. their exercise classes. Peloton price shares at around 29 bucks. So, that gives it a valuation of north of $8 billion. Andy, what do you think about the IPO? So,
2: yeah, some background here. The stock hasn't traded as of. We're taping this, so we don't know where it will finish. I think it'll actually be a very um, uh, well-received uh, IPO. Um, I think the folks at work are pretty excited that this one is coming public, because it gets them <laughs> off the front pages a little bit. Uh, so, the symbol is P-T-O-N, Peloton, uh, for those um, cyclist fans like me um, who, who follow uh, cycling. Um, it's named after that, and it, yeah, it's basically it's a it's a fitness company. Although Emily, they talk a lot in their in their filings about they are a technology company, we're a media company, we're a fitness, not exercise company. Mac, a fitness company. Um, we are a community, so basically, you can buy into their products, which are um, a, a bike cycling bike and a treadmill, first bike, then treadmill. And then you can also join into their subscription platform and a community of users. So basically, you can get on the bike, don't have to go to the gym, get on the bike and the treadmill. You have your screen there, you can see your live classes, you can join in. Um, they have more than 577,000 Connected device users. So if you're subscriptions, sorry. And so it's 40 bucks a month uh, to if you join that. You can also just get a digital subscription if you don't need if you don't want the actual hardware for 20 bucks a month. Um, like you said, Mac, it the valuation when they go public, $29 a share at 40 million shares gives them a valuation north of $8 billion. I imagine it'll be higher than that today. Um, it's an interesting a uh, company because it's a consumer-facing company. It's not. It's not like one of these um, tech companies that are so focused on the business-to-business. This is a business-to-consumer um, uh, company. Um, it's founder-led uh, by um, by John Foley, who was formerly of um, of IAC. Um, he owns more than six percent of the stock, so it's a really interesting um, business because it is this hardware and Subscription
0: business, but we should mention that the bikes are not cheap, right? We're talking about a couple of grand. Twenty-two
2: hundred dollars, twenty-two hundred on average um, for the bikes. They're, the lifetime value they talk about for for those members. Um, and just to be clear, so they have they have um, you can buy a subscription, and then it's for your whole household, Mac. So like, you can have it, your wife can use it, kids can use it. They have one point four million users. So that's anyone with a Peloton account, and they have five uh, five hundred more than five hundred thousand of the paying subscribers, and then 102 digital subscribers, the paying ones, that first number, is if you have the connected device. So, you have have the hardware, too. So, it's interesting, because of all the bikes they've sold, or all the equipment they've sold, more than 92% still have a subscription tied to it. And that's since they founded the company, I think, in 2012. So, it's many years. They still have that subscription component. they do 58 million. So far this year, it's been 58 million workouts. And on average, um, it's about uh, 11 to 12, 13 classes per month that someone does.
1: Look, if I'm paying $4,000 for an exercise bike or treadmill, sure as heck I'm going to say subscribe yes. to the people providing it to me. So, I feel like the negativity for, for Peloton, at least as I've seen thus far, has kind of been caught up in the idea of, you know the traditional sense of exercise machines just sit in your house yes. unused, they end up at garage sales or sold to Goodwill for cheap because nobody actually exercises. Nordic
0: Track, that's what I think. Track. Nordic
1: <laughs> yes. Track, who you know, by
2: the like... way has a new competitor. They have a competing offer to Peloton mm-hmm. that they're out and they are advertising very aggressively to it now too.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I just I think the fact that these are so expensive makes their market a little bit smaller, but I think that makes that market very sticky. Uh, and the fact that they have subscription based revenue, a platform. And I really do think there is a platform. With Peloton, I think makes it compelling. Again, we don't really know the price. It could be absurdly priced yeah. at the end of today. Uh, but I just think the business itself is really interesting. It's
2: interesting. I think Planet Fitness, which owns a, a, mm-hmm. all these a, a whole bunch of gyms and at a very discounted price, I think that the membership's like 10 or 20 yep. bucks or something like that. I think that's per is that per year or per month. But anyway, a very reasonably priced. I think the valuation, the market cap for Planet Fitness is around six billion. So you're talking about a, a larger organization than that. But Emily, you're right. Like, they talk about a very bold, large Target um, total addressable market of like you know millions of people. There are more than sixty million gym memberships in the U.S. alone, and so they talk about these very bold numbers and um, how they have a very small fraction of that. But you're right, like it's a it's a very expensive piece of equipment, but that's the real attractive part to tie in with the subscription offering. Um, And the subscription offering is you know that's that's fairly profitable for them. Now they are not making money, so they are spending a ton of money on, on 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 building out their uh, sales platform, building out the studios where they tape all these classes. They tape more than 950. They make more than 950 programs per month that they then put out to their to their um, members and their users. And on average, about 6,400, so 6,400 of their members attend a class. So that's on average. So they, they have to produce the classes, so they're a content organization that way, and then you join into the class and you watch it on your screen, either live or on tape, and you go through the workout.
1: I can tell you like it so much, Andy. Well, I think it's
2: a very interesting component. Again, it's business and consumer. I'm a cyclist. I have my, in honor of the Peloton, I have yeah. my Tour de France shirt like on a, today. It's a
0: Charlie Brown yellow. It is a Charlie for Brown. For people I, who I, obviously can't see.
2: Yes, but I, mean, it I mean, also mentioned I mean it's
0: a handsome Charlie Brown it,
2: Thank you very much. It doesn't have the brown part, but it, but it has the yellow part, and for the Mayo Journe, the yellow jersey i have my yellow cycling socks on that people can't see In this is making Peloton, for great audio it is great <laughs> just keep great going audio. do you have any so, pie charts so no <laughs> i don't but here's so back to some numbers here's interesting so the they, they the lifetime value of a member is somewhere between 3500 and 4000 so that includes the hardware probably of the connected people sorry of the connected people who bought the bike so it's the bike part and the cost to acquire those members you know um, it's expensive But the lifetime value, you can see that kind of playing out because of that subscription. So, that really gives them, um, hopefully, a nice kind of sticky business, but we'll see how it plays out relative to the company's valuation.
0: Okay, let's finish with the stock. If you're watching this IPO, what are some things you should be asking yourself before you decide to buy?
2: Well, I mean, I, I don't know where the valuation is gonna be. I, I'm just guessing it, it's I mean, if it's it's probably someplace in the 15-20 time sale. So they are doubling sales every year and they are doubling their member base. So they are growing very rapidly. They are spending a lot of that money. So again, like many of these um, technology media companies that have become public in the last few months, it 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 will be expensive relative to traditional valuation. So what I want to see is um, where the stock price is, I want to see them continue to add those members because those members as they grow from 500,000 to a million members and they grow their revenues past a billion dollars they just cross they're going to cross the $1 billion dollar mark. they have to maintain those growth rates to justify that valuation. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, let's talk vaping. The CEO of e-cigarette maker Juul, is out and is being replaced by an executive at Altria that would be the same Altria that owns a 35% stake in Juul. Now, Juul has also suspended its advertising and says it will back the Trump administration's regulations on e-cigarettes. Now, Emily, as I mentioned, Altria paying $12.8 billion for that 35% stake in Juul back in December. Was that around $12.8 too much?
1: Um, I definitely think $13 billion for a company that, as of right now, may not have much of a business in the United States, might, in hindsight, have been a little too much. Um, and as you mentioned earlier, we don't get political in this show, but this Issue seems to be getting a little political, doesn't it? In my opinion, there's there's two sides of what we're seeing happening with Juul and the vaping crisis. You can put it here in the United States, and the first one revolves around the health health issue. So I think as of yesterday, and this is a moving target, it changes every day. Um, I think ten people have now been confirmed dead from vape-related illnesses, and they're not sure what's causing it. They have no idea. Some of these people were using vapes for nicotine, some just CBD, some marijuana. It's really unclear what's causing these issues. Now, there's lots of theories out there, whether that be vitamin E or black market drugs, all of these, or the vape themselves. So. The government's floundering right now, and the regulations that we see come out on the federal level, at least, have been really targeted towards flavored jewel pens. This is really different because it's not the flavored jewel pens that are causing the the health crisis that we're seeing right now. It's it's vapes in general, uh, but the flavored jewel pens are targeted towards kids. So we have these two regulations coming out. One targeting saying we need to prevent these these devices from getting in the hands of kids and flavors appeal to kids. And one saying, wait, are these devices actually killing people? And do we need to Do something on a federal level to get rid of them entirely. Uh, So, the fact that this merger between, this proposed merger between Altria and Philip Morris, it's a re merger, really. The companies were combined back in 2008 before being spun off. The fact that that fell through, I think, is just a testament to the fact that Philip Morris still has a, a relatively stable international tobacco business. Altria, at this point, sees declining tobacco sales in the United States and a a potentially devastating investment into the vape company, Juul. So, it's, it's not great right now.
0: Okay, so let's talk about that, because when you look at Altria, the stock, shares have lost around a third of their value over the last 12 months. The stock is down over the last five years. If five years from now, Altria has outperformed the stock market, it's done much better than expectations. What happened?
1: I, I don't think that's going to happen, but it's going to completely depend. It's a thought on the exercise. Work with me, work with me. <laughs> it's, Altria, Altria's core business is declining. Altria has some interesting investments into things like edible nicotine. And let's pretend for a second that edible nicotine takes off. That could maybe save the company. They're much smaller investments than the $13 billion they put into vapes, though. So, it would require vapes to not only all of... The uh, researcher or, or reports coming out saying that it's causing illnesses and deaths need to be debunked. But I'd also expect some of these smaller investments into things like edible nicotine would start need to be pay off.
0: Okay, and I want to ask you one more question because you follow the cannabis industry, oh. so <laughs> I know you're <laughs> excited about this. One. It's been a fun month for me. a fun month. So, so when you look at all of the vaping news mm-hmm. and the fact, as you mentioned, this is a dynamic story. Um, we don't know what's behind um, these deaths and these health concerns exactly. Um, But when you look at the vaping story, what does it mean for the cannabis
1: industry? It means a lot. Virtually every cannabis company out there um, has some exposure to vapes. And if not directly, the main way that people consume cannabis is through vaping. And so, what makes me think about the industry is, is long term, I think this will eventually blow over. But I get really excited about the extraction industry and the companies in the cannabis space that are actually working on, on the scientific process of extracting uh, cannabinoids from the marijuana plant, Uh, that allows them to put it into things that don't require vapes to be used, so that the topicals, edibles, drinkables, whatever that might be, um, it makes me really bullish about that sector of the industry. But as I've said many, many a time, this is an extremely volatile, hard industry to be in right now.
0: Well, Emily and Andy, when you're running your own business, your to-do list is never ending. And the solution is to automate tasks. That's where Zapier comes in. Zapier is built to automate your work because it connects all your business software and handles work for you so you can focus on things that matter most. Go to zapier.com/fool, connect the apps you use and let Zapier take it from there in minutes. Now at the Motley Fool, we've got a lot of people using a lot of different systems. And Zapier helps us integrate them all. When you're going between Google Docs to Slack to Zoom Video back and forth, it's so easy to lose track. And Zapier is great at helping us zap from one app to the next. Right now through November, try Zapier free by going to zapier.com fool. That's zapier.com fool for your free 14-day trial. Zapier.com fool. And let's close with some big news from Beyond Meat. Shares of Beyond Meat, up more than 10% at the time of our taping, on news that McDonald's will test a Beyond Meat burger in Canada. The burger, as we mentioned earlier, will be called the PLT, plant, lettuce, tomato. I kind of like that. (laughs) We can talk about that. It'll be sold in 28 restaurants around Canada starting September 30th. It's a 12-week trial, so only a few months. Um, Shares of McDonald's up only slightly on the news. Emily, I'm a McDonald's shareholder. Am I the only one excited about the PLT?
1: Well, I know I'm... Personally excited, and while Andy might be on his Peloton bike getting a good workout. (laughs) I'm excited. Yeah, I might be up in Ontario sitting at a McDonald's doing what I do best, that is, eating burgers. Um, (laughs) As a new vegetarian, I'm personally excited in this. So, while maybe McDonald's shareholders aren't rejoicing as much as Beyond Meat shareholders may be, I still think this is a strategic move for McDonald's. Um, They're just testing Mm -hmm. it, as you mentioned. So, very early stages. I will say, I think part of the reason why we're not seeing the rally in McDonald's is you know McDonald's is it's a challenging business in the sense that it's all franchised owned, virtually all franchise owned. Uh, they've had issues in the past in getting their franchisees on board with company improvements. Now, do I think that franchisees are going to turn their nose to you know fake meat products? Probably not, but. Franchisees, I mean, it was just earlier this year, I think a month or two ago, that they were sending letters to McDonald's corporate offices saying, we need a chicken burger. And, you know, McDonald's wasn't quick to jump on that, but they're being relatively quick to jump, I guess, on the fake meat or meat alternative market. So I'm bullish on the fact that they may be able to roll this out nationally or internationally, I should say, here in the US and allow me to try.
2: Yeah, I think if you just and we've talked about this, if you think about how the market will be evolving over the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years and it's not like the beyond meat and we talked about it whether it's a health option or not, but just the fact that it's an alternative. I mean, they got to franchisees McDonald's, they have to drive their same store sales and they have to get more and more people coming into their restaurant and if they have an opportunity to offer something that's maybe a little bit differentiating, it, differentiating Test it out in the market, see how it goes, and then if they, like Emily mentioned, if it's great, rolled out, and we'll come down here, get in our Pelotons, and have a little PLT after. So I think it's, I think I, I, see it, it just I rolls off your tongue. You see what you did PLT. There? PLT. Right? I think it's, the hey. name aside, and Love I it. think it's encouraging to see a company like McDonald's at least test us out.
0: Others are doing it. So it's like they got to be competitive Mm -hmm. and we'll see how it all plays out for the franchisees. Okay. So I want to talk Beyond Meat though, because it's valued around $9 billion, stock up around 600% since it IPO'd in May. In Mm -hmm. May, people, is there a Beyond Meat bubble?
1: Uh, We saw a Beyond Meat bubble, for sure. I think the stock price soared. It's it's down
0: a little, but is is. there still a Beyond Meat bubble? Uh,
1: So, my gut wants to say yes, because Mm -hmm. when you see the valuation on it for the sales, I mean, it looks absolutely insane. But then I think about it, and I think about the way that they're in my opinion, revolutionizing a lot of mm. a lot of the space, and it's easy for me to say. Like I said, as a new vegetarian, I appreciate the work that they're doing. Are
0: you a flexitarian? Uh, or? Well,
1: that's what I was going to mention. I I don't feel like they're targeting vegetarians. Okay. I don't feel like they're targeting people mm. who are just they're eliminated not. meat. I think they're targeting flexitarians, people who are just trying yeah. to consume less meat, and that's a huge market. And if you do believe that that's a genuinely big market, then it makes that valuation look more reasonable. Um, Personally, I'm not sure the way to get to the flexitarian market is to name burgers. Plant lettuce tomato burgers. Yeah, that doesn't sound appealing to me. Uh, but you know what, McDonald's—they may prove us wrong or prove me wrong.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's Burger King is doing the Impossible Whopper, like that to me sounds well, like. No, right? and KFC much more had the I guess right?
1: Beyond mm. Fried Chicken. Yeah. That sounds like nice. uh, PLT so. without understanding what the P stands for. Yeah, just yeah, not. It sounds don't like PLT. don't ever leave just with, don't, with don't the initial plant. plant. Yeah, just yeah. don't want yeah. to, want to yeah. eat plants.
2: I mean, Mac <laughs> to your question, no, they, they people like plants, and I mean, well, not everybody does, but, but many people flexitarian. Well, Want
1: plant?
2: Yeah. Well, I, I think I think to the to the Beyond Meat bubble, um, mm-hmm. and and uh, I, I I clearly there was. I think there still is, and I'm not rushing to buy into the stock, even though I, I mean I love the market opportunity and the way they're going about that. And I will say, I was negative on Beyond Meat burgers or um, sandwiches, I guess, when they before they came public. I had them. I did not like them. I tried yeah. it again maybe two weeks ago, and I got to say it was pretty good. I liked it. It was good. So um, I'm a little bit more excited about how they and others are going to evolve that space and serve a different market, flexitarians, vegetarians, whatever it might be. And like I said, over the next 20 years, the market will be moving in that way. I just think there's just too much excitement around the stock, too much excitement around the business. Let it die down. Um, We've already seen a little bit of that, but the whole IPO market has pulled back, Mac. So I just think it's still a little bit too much froth, a little too much sauce on that patty right now. So, so, okay. so should we yeah. just stop talking
1: it. about it then? I'm just, <laughs> the like more it. we talk about Beyond because Meat, I find myself the more bullish I get on it. Because every single time I come back to market foolery, there's some new thing for yeah. Beyond Meat. The first time we covered right. it, it felt uh but the more I'm learning about it, the more I'm like
2: but mm. they won't be the only ones. Other ones are going to continue to That's push true. into that. Impossible whoever. is
1: going to be, in my opinion, yeah, the which, Impossible Burger is far superior to Beyond Meats. M- so, when Me that, too. I like yep. the
0: Impossible a lot. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'm going to defend the PLT one more time. And here it is. <laughs> you ready? PLT reminds me of BLT. And when I think BLT, I think bacon. Mm. And I love bacon. So, I love the PLT. It's the transitive property, or it's one transitive of the Transitive property. Pro- I think it is the transitive property. <laughs> there you property, go, right? Mr. Mathen, the sixth grade education in hand. There it goes, yeah. Okay, okay. so the desert island in question. You're on your desert <laughs> island for the next five years, and you have to invest in one of these stocks. Um, we've got Peloton. We've got, let's throw in Altria and Philip Morris, just to make it interesting. Okay. Um, McDonald's. And Beyond Meat. <laughs> oh, uh, this is quite uh, this, the,
1: the collection of companies. Here. I can't say
2: Peloton just because I don't know at this point yeah. where the stock's trading. Um, okay. Okay. So I, I'll say of those, I'll, I'll I'll go McDonald's. I I'm gonna go McDonald's. Okay.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't touch Altria or, or PMI with a ten foot pole. Okay. Um, so that immediately eliminates those. I I find myself torn because I, I don't want to be on record saying I'd <laughs> be on, buy Beyond Meat. Um, so. With that in mind, with the fact that I'm being recorded right now and ten years on the line, someone could play this back for me. Yep. I'm gonna say McDonald's Mickey uh, to play D's. it safe. All right, gets the votes.
0: <laughs> okay. A big win for Mickey D's. You know, I just had yeah. this epiphany recently that I love McDonald's french fries, but they have the shortest shelf life. Have you ever had cold McDonald's french fries? They're, yeah. They're awful. They're oh, like, like, I disagree. The, I, cold really? after how Like cold what? fries? Like after like ten minutes? Um, I think they no, lose disagree, all their charm.
2: disagree. Really? Disagree. I'm, 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 I'm short that comment, man. Oh my god. I, I don't mind them. I think yeah. they're good. McDonald's French fries. Peloton has changed yes. you. <laughs> I
0: tell you, it'll be fun to watch that stock in the next couple of weeks. See yeah, where it trades. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. OK, well, just a heads up that we're running our smarter, happier, and richer contest over on our Instagram page, so head over to our at Motley Fool official Instagram account and look for a photo of Foolish Swag. That's Foolish with a capital F. To enter, you have to answer the question correctly and tag a friend in the comments of the post. If you win, your friend wins, too and your friends, because we've got 10 Foolish Caps, T-shirts, and signed copies of our Motley Fool Investment Guides as prizes. How great is that? As always, people on the show may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and the Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So, don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. Andy and Emily, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Mac.
1: Thanks for having us.
0: That's it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Austin Morgan. I'm Mac Greer. Thanks for listening, and we will see you tomorrow.